Hey guys, welcome back to Recovering Babylonians. This is episode five. We really hope that you enjoy this week. Uh, If you guys do, remember these three things. Remember to hit that like button. Uh, If you're listening on YouTube, please share and leave us a comment. Tell us how we did. If you have any questions or concerns, please leave us a comment there and we always try to get back. Uh, Also, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts, please remember to leave us a five-star rating and share that one also. We really hope you enjoy this week. We enjoy making these for you guys. So please show us your love and support. If you feel so led, uh, we have a PayPal and a Patreon down in the description below, as well as a cash app. Um, Again, thank you guys so much. And uh, please enjoy this episode of Recovering Babylonians. Hey guys, welcome back to episode five of Recovering Babylonians. I'm uh, Little John here. I'm with uh, Bear and AJ. I have no idea why these two are here. I'm the one pulling all the weight and pushing all the buttons. (laughs) (laughs) But we're here anyways. Uh, So I'm going to be doing uh, the interviewing today, more or less. So let's uh, let's get into our topic. We're going to be discussing... We've we've been discussing America a lot lately in the last four episodes. and, And in episode two, we talked about our sin nature and in our morals and our, our law and everything like that that freed us from our sin nature mm-hmm. you know our, our christ that came and and set us free from that and we've been talking about babylon you know we're recovering babylonians and and how babylon has kind of Obviously. infiltrated everything and it's in the name man it's in the it's name in the name so now we're going to be talking about uh the third aspect which is uh the noah flood time and uh, the Nephilim and what happened with them and and some other stuff that you may not have heard and and uh, we've done some studying on and <clears throat> excuse me guys and have really enjoyed diving into this topic of so I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> pass it off to <laughs> yeah, AJ okay. and Bear here so what okay. let's let's just give an inner or an overview here of what is a Nephilim was a Nephilim okay so yeah um, Nephilim so Nephilim. if you go to your Biblia you go your Bible. You go into Genesis 6 and you see the story of Noah starting out Genesis 6, 4. And it says the Nephilim were in the land in those days and also after that. And when the sons of God came into the daughters of men and bore Nephilim. Nephilim. Giants. Okay. And. That's weird. That word is, yeah, it's a weird word. Um, the, the, so, the word? The word's not weird. It, <laughs> all of it's the concept's weird. The concept yes, is exactly. weird. Yes. Angels very, from, from, from. <clears throat> The, the divine realms Sorry. coming and mating with the daughters of men, creating giants, titans. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Ugh. So, mm. yeah, we, we, you know, a lot of this idea comes from uh, a very prominent scholar. His name is Michael Heiser. Um, he's written works called The Unseen Realm, Supernatural, uh, as well as a book called Angels and a book called Demons. And... Um, so yeah, he he he's kind of the forefront. He's kind of the what's the word, the prevailing, prevailing uh, uh, voice, influence voice. Yeah, yeah, when it comes the to this subject, foremost expert on exactly. the ancient Near Eastern culture. <laughs> he's a he's a Semitic scholar. He is a Hebrew scholar. 
um, of the Old Testament. Like he, he he knows all this stuff. But he one day he was sitting in church. He says this is some a story he tells, and he was sitting in church, and a friend of his in Hebrew class. I mean, they were in their doctorate program at this point, and he said, "Hey, open up a uh, Psalm 82." Psalm 82. And that's what started him down this journey. So if you go read this, the Psalm 82, it says, uh, God stands in the congregation of the mighty, and amongst the gods, he passes judgment. And then it goes around, it goes down this list of what these gods are being judged for. These gods. Yeah. yeah. Gods. So that's the interesting part. It's like gods. gods. You get into the Hebrew, and this is where he found it very, very interesting because the Hebrew, him being a Hebrew scholar, he could see this in the in the grammar that there's this word, Elohim. 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 It is the Hebrew word for God, and but it also the im on the end, the I am at the end, is the plural form of the word. Um, just like in English, we have word like the deer, a deer, and the deer. It's a both a singular and a plural. This word Elohim is the same kind of idea. It can be sing, yeah. It can be singular and it can be plural. And in this in this beginning of this Psalm eighty two, moose and moose. It talks sorry, about just, <laughs> <laughs> it talks. No, it's moose and meese. Yeah, bro. It's moose, moose and meese. Oh, right, sorry. Or, or moose meesen. and meesen. It doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> Get the stupid meese and squirrel. Okay. <laughs> and so this 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 Psalm opens up and it says Elohim stands in the congregation of the mighty amongst or within that congregation he passes judgment on these other elohim so the word elohim in that verse is used as singular and as plural so it starts to lead down this trail of well what is what is all this what is what's going on and so that's the premise of his study that he's gone for this I think was 20 the, plus this years. Was the, like the alignment moment that yes. it happened. He describes it in his book, The Unseen Realm. Link in the description, it, of course. Everything that we mention will be linked in the description. Yeah, uh, Michael Heiser's work. Um, he's got a he's got another one that it's a similar book called Supernatural. Um, maybe a little bit more lightweight of a study into yeah. this yeah, kind of thing, but for sure. Uh, <clears throat> His works based around uh, the divine realm, the unseen realm that that we don't normally play into things of uh, divine beings, and uh, like an example, like if, when you think of a, an angel or or a messenger from God or something like that, that is just as divine a being as the Elohim of Elohim's, which is Yahweh. But that is the point. That phrase there, the Elohim of Elohim, the God of the gods, the 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 Lord of Lords. Um, yep. It is uh, it is a phrase that's saying that he is the higher of all of them. He mm -hmm. is the uh, in a hierarchy. He is the supreme of all of these yeah. divine beings. So, what we're going to try to explore today, and um, we're going to try to explain a little bit of what we know and how we understand it. Um, trust me, we've got everything backed by uh, our Hebrew scholar, Doctor Heiser, and. Um, what we want to try to explain is more of how this is kind of an unseen thing. Not a lot of people believe or even attribute a lot of the things that happen in the world or society to this this unseen force of people, of things, of of, of beings, and uh, the, you know they're they're the ones who are kind of pulling strings everywhere around mm -hmm. here. The way that most modern Christians might hear it is or, or understand it is in the words principalities. 
Yeah, or powers. powers yep. You know, our fight is not against <laughs> flesh and blood; it is against these principalities and powers. So, where should we start, AJ? What do you think? Well, I think I, I think one question that's important to ask is, if, if you were ever to ask just a normal Christian, you, you go to a, a church and you ask them, where does where does human depravity and where does like this sin nature, where does it all come from? Where this does it all stem from? Yeah, Our nature. fallen nature. Where does it all stem from? And the most likely qu- answer you'd get is, what do you guys think? Uh, Adam in the garden. Adam in yeah. the garden, yeah. That's the most common. But Michael Heiser says, in the ancient Jewish perspective or the ancient Israelis perspective, like in Jesus's time, they would have answered three things. They would have said, yes, very, very much so. Adam and, and Eve in the garden okay. with the serpent. But then they would have also said the Genesis 6 story with the sons of God coming down and mixing in an unholy way with, with flesh, with humankind. And that brought on this the abominations that were done therein. And then they would also say the Tower of Babel. So those of you who just left your Sunday school, please turn your books to the story of Noah. There you go. And story. Uh, Genesis 6. Um. Anyway, go on, AJ, sorry. Well, then you go to the third one would be the Tower of Babel. The Tower of Babel. And the Tower of Babel is this idea of human humans gathering together in one place to build a ta- tower to reach the heavens. To in 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 their perspective is to, you know, take to kill God, basically. They wanted to rule for themselves and didn't need anything ruling over them. So what what God did was divided the languages, he separated them up. Uh, traditionally, it's viewed as like 70 nations, mm. and they all had different languages. Traditionally. Traditionally. Yeah. And so the idea from that point is there's this group of people that are the sons of God. They are a group of people, group of angels, divine beings. They're the sons of God. And right. they were set over the different nations. If you go to Deuteronomy 32... You, you see this idea. In our modern Bibles, you're not going to see it as, as clearly, but it says, when God uh, divided the nations according to the sons of Israel, um, that's in Deuteronomy 32, but it's mm. like, okay, it's confusing. But when you really look at, say, an older version of the Bible, right. like the Septuagint or, or things like that that are older. I think I got one of those knocking around here. Yeah. they The Greek actually says the sons of God, the Benai Elohim. The sons of God. The Greek, like the Septuagint. Yeah, yeah so L- that would have been L- what... LXX in your guys' study yeah, when you find it. That would have been uh, what Jesus would have read in the synagogues at, during his time. Okay. They had a, a, a version of that in Aramaic. But, so you see this in Deuteronomy 32, and Michael Heiser calls it the Deuteronomy 32 worldview, where you get this idea that at the Tower of Babel, when he divided the, the nations according to these different languages... He also set over them these different entities, these different princes, if you will, or principalities, mm. over these nations to eventually, the goal of the Bible, if you, if you understand the biblical story, it is our separation from God at the garden continued to become more separated all the way up to Babel, where all of the nations are separated from, from Yahweh, God of the Bible, Except mm. for this, immediately after the story of, of Babel, what do we get? We get Abraham. Right. And we get Abraham, and through him we get Isaac, we get Jacob, who becomes Israel, and 
Israel Boom. is God's. A people is established. Exactly. Yeah. And, but with that, you see that they are his unique treasure and their other nations are governed by other entities. Call them gods, if you will. Elohim, it's just a word for a divine being. Like Yahweh Elohim is a divine being, yes, but he is the <coughs> only creator God. He is the only creator Elohim. Right. He is the Elohim that created all other Elohims, like what you said earlier, the yeah. Elohim of Elohim. Right. So, okay, I, I, again, I didn't expound on that, the creator Elohim. It was um, because these other principalities that were set, like you said earlier, set by God, by the creator Elohim, the creator, um, they were there as stewards. They were there as exactly. uh, rulers, and th those were the, the spirit or the principality that ruled over those nations. and. Yeah. That kind of thing. And so they were not necessarily creation. They weren't creative in in the sense of they, you know, sprung up the mountaintop garden and, yeah. and placed, you know, they couldn't create something couldn't, in their image. Yeah, exactly. And they couldn't create something. They couldn't create something in their own image. However, they could influence people to create things in their image. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's where idols and all that kind of stuff come from. Exactly. And, you know, another core role of these of these, the, the the biblical term for them is Shadim. 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 Now, what it does is, that mean? That oh. means it's, Michael Heiser calls it the territorial entity is what he likes to call them. Uh, the one time it's translated in the Old Testament, it's translated as goat demons. Goat demons. Um, but oh. that's not really, yeah, <laughs> that's not really accurate. Um, at least from this Is that where we get like Semitic, the, the, the Bethlehemat and the, Yeah, stuff like know. that. So, um... But the, the goal of these entities, these Shadim, was to eventually bring worship back from all nations to Yahweh, the one creator Elohim. And that's where the story of Jesus picks up, is that he his goal is to fix sin. He's right. the second Adam. He is to, you know, rule over the nations again. You know, via Genesis 6 with that whole idea that happened there. It's the mm -hmm. beginning of the Babel, the separation at Babel. And he is coming back. He came back to, or he came, sorry, to earth to set all three of those back correct. So that eventually all we can. All three of these falls. And the falls were, yep. the falls were Adam, the Nephilim situation. Yep. And our the separation from humankind at Babel from yeah, right. from from Yahweh the separation of humankind the division of the humanity yeah and so with that is kind of where we're at now because even though you know Jesus he died he resurrected he is God in the flesh and he is King of the earth he has not yet fully consummated on earth obviously the kingdom is not here yet mm -hmm. and so but the kingdom of God is in you well the kingdom of God is in us but that those who are not I believe he said that to Peter, yeah. <laughs> right. Those who are not Christians are still not being ruled by him. They're being ruled by these other entities. Right. The kingdom has and, not manifested in their heart. Right. Yeah. And so that is that is the premise of this discussion today is understanding that that core biblical idea that there are these other entities, very real entities, not creator entities, but created things that were meant to not take worship for themselves, but decided um, mm -hmm. for themselves. Mm. Just like at Genesis 6, when they decided to come down and mate with women, they decided, these ones in the, the Shadim, they decided to receive worship for themselves from these other nations. In different forms of, you know, like specifically in the Old Testament, the reason the Canaanites 
and then were kicked out of the land is because of a lot of the abominations they did. Well, a lot of those that we know is child sacrifice and um, gets into very interesting <laughs> stuff with child sacrifice to make your life better, right? Yeah, you yeah. were, they, these, these demons, the, well, these Shadim really wanted, they persuaded the people that if they sacrificed their firstborn to them, then they would have a prosperous life. And that's what a lot of these pagans did back then. And that's the biggest, one of the biggest reasons, if not the biggest, that Yahweh commanded Israel to rid the land of, the whole, this, of yeah, these people. Uh, well, I mean, let's let's not put too fine of a point on it, but filth. Yes. Yeah, to rid exactly. this land of the filth. Now, yep. that's a long, battle way to talk about Nephilim, but... <laughs> What do you think, Little John? I mean, is that is that kind of yeah? So far, everything sounds really good. I'm I'm not the expert on this. The Bear and AJ are. I I get to sit and listen this time. <laughs> um, one question I did have is what made Jesus different? You know, we we see you know where the Bible says that he was the one you know God's only son and everything, only begotten son. What made if if you know if that's accurate? Why? Okay. Why is he different? What, what made him different? Or I mean, I think I got something for that. I mean, the real, the difference with the divinity of Jesus Christ is Jesus Christ is not necessarily a divine <clears throat> being. He is the divine being. Okay. Jesus Christ is Emmanuel, God with us. Yeah. To, to profess the name of Jesus Christ or to profess Jesus Christ as Lord mm -hmm. is to profess Jesus Christ or Yeshua HaMashiach as Yahweh. Yeah. And so as he is the only begotten son of God, being that the, it is his his uh his unity with the divine and the hum and humanity back together as we were supposed to be in the garden. Mm -hmm. Because that was the idea. We were we were with a there was a, there was a we were with a talking seraphim. You yeah. know what I mean? So there there is divine beings among Adam and Eve that they can yep. That they interact with and obviously can that are allowed to interact because they're in the mountain of god they're in the mountain of god around they walked with god in the cool of the day they were clothed in his righteousness and that's all they needed yeah mm -hmm. i mean exactly. it was breezy and you know nice <laughs> and comfortable and yeah those robes sound so comfortable um <laughs> but that being said i mean this the we were supposed to be there and in Christ there is a unity between the divine and humanity mm -hmm. because he is the Messiah and so it's bringing us back to that unity with God in divine in Christ you know what yeah, I mean yeah. yeah and so I think what really sets him apart is that Christ is the Elohim of Elohim on the divine side of his mm -hmm. of his journey and his and his coming back and now he's in a fully glorified body yeah you know physical glorified body yeah. First fruits of the resurrection. Exactly. Yep. And that vessel or whatever, however you want to say, I mean, I don't think it is. At that point, it's a full unification of both the the physical and the spiritual. Yeah. And but that glorification and that glory is coming back to set those three things right, like AJ yep. was saying. Yeah. So that's why that's why I think Christ is set apart because okay. he was holy, set apart. Holy <laughs> yeah. and set apart. Okay. And well, and so another okay. aspect of all that is Again, I'm pulling from Michael Heiser. You guys can see this. Michael Heiser's got a, he's got a YouTube channel. It's really influential. He's got some really good stuff. He also influenced uh, the Bible Project, which is a very popular 
Um, oh yeah, another link in the description. Yeah, there, we'll we'll, we'll link them as well. Uh, they got some really good stuff, and we've learned a lot from them as well. But um, one of his, I'd probably say, is a little more controversial. Although if you know the the scholarship behind it, it's not really con. Uh, it's not really um, controversial. Controversial. Yeah, you understand that it's coming from a, yeah. a yeah. study, so, a studious point of view, and a scholarly. Yeah. So the idea, like you were talking about, uh, he's unique because he is God. Right. And you see this in the New Testament. It calls, you know, Jesus, it calls him the... Second Testament. The Second Testament. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to have calls, like a little buzzer. Right. We'll get, a, we'll get an alarm once we right. get Patreons. Yeah, we need some patrons, guys. Come yeah, on. We, we got stuff we want to do. We got to get an on-air. We, we got to grow this. Eventually make it a live podcast. That'd be awesome. We're looking to buy <laughs> a Yeti cooler. So we can <laughs> on, and so, yeah. So this idea of uh, in the New Testament, I can't point out the specific verse but you could find it um the idea of of jesus being the unique or sorry the only begotten son of the father and so i mean obviously this podcast is talking about these sons of god so it's like you got this conundrum probably going in your head there are sons of god there's christ is the only begotten yes so how is that how could it be the only begotten and also there's other sons if it's only begotten that means it sounds like it means that he's the only one ever born, you know, not yeah, born, that, but that born of God. Context quote, would say that. Context would say that, yeah. Hmm. But I'm a child. Really, God. really interesting stuff is that the word in Greek is monogenes. 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 And okay. for a long time, scholarship for a hundred and plus years, when they got to the Greek and the English, changing it to English, the deep scholarship in the Greek, they thought that that was a combination of two words: mono meaning only, and genes meaning lineage or, or son they okay. thought it was a combination of those two so only son right got it but modern uh modern scholarship has found that that is not the word that's being used there the word is i don't remember the specific word in greek but michael he- like i said michael heiser links in the description you'll see he, he, he gives some really good stuff about yeah, this. Yeah, go, go pay him some we're not being paid by michael yeah he's not, yeah. He's not, he's not he a sponsorship. knows nothing he's about not Admiration. I emailed him once and he ignored me. So I'm no. <laughs> just playing. I He's waved a busy to man. him at a concert, one, <laughs> one of his podcasts. Right. I've never been to one of them. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and so this this word all, actually comes. <laughs> this word actually comes from a different Greek word that really means unique. He is the only unique son of God. And okay. what it what's explain what it is explaining there is you could see a connection between this verse here in Greek. And another verse that talks about Abraham and Isaac. Isaac being Abraham's only son. The exact same word is being used. Uh, but but Abraham, he had another yeah, son. I, yeah, but he wasn't the only son of and Abraham. And he wasn't the first. But he was the son of the promise. And okay, that right. is that is the point. Yeah. He It sets him apart from his brother in that he is, he is of the promise, that the promised seed, Isaac, to bring about the, you know, the the family of Israel and therefore you know Jesus and eventually bringing us back into face to face walking in the cool of the day of the garden like it was meant mm-hmm. to be yeah and so Jesus is unique because he is Yahweh and mm-hmm. that's the big part we need to take away from this whole thing just like Isaac was unique because he was the son that Yahweh promised Abraham. Right. So too, Jesus is unique because he is Yahweh in the flesh. Come down, 
born of a virgin, all of that stuff. You know what I mean? Right. And so I think that's very poignant. I don't want people to think that I'm speaking blasphemy against oh, our no. creator yeah. and our literal creator because we I we all believe that Jesus, yeah. he was the word and in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word yeah, was like God. Like John said. Just like the other John, not this John. Not this John. No. <laughs> not me. But well, you didn't yeah, say first. So that's, no, no. That's where we're at right now. And so I guess the the point of this episode is for us to understand what the role of these other entities are and yeah. how how they how they work in the world today. Okay. So the best we can do is see some of the examples in the Old Testament that we see. So, for instance... First Testament. The First Testament. We see <laughs> Daniel. <laughs> in the book of Daniel, you see this idea that Michael was coming to speak with Daniel, but he was held and he was striving and fighting with the Prince of Persia. Which right. Is an, uh, it's a, an, a territorial entity, if you will. That's where Michael Heiser gets that idea. There's right. these different entities over different areas of the world. And so... There, that's that's the 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 foundation the in a nutshell. Yeah. Mm. Hopefully that makes sense. And honestly, if it's a it's a heavy topic, but I encourage you all to check it out, study it out, be Bereans about it, and truly, it'll help you get a better grasp of the supernatural worldview that the Bible has. Right, and it will it will open up a ton of uh, understanding. You know, if if little John learned how to read, he would be able to read the unseen realm, or <laughs> Something like that. It does help Shots your Shots fired. Oh. But I thought I read. He was homeschooled. Give him a break. Oh, man. <laughs> he was homeschooled. Oh. oh, shots real fired now. <laughs> real shots fired. No, our mom did great. She, she's awesome. She's she, awesome. She did. Love you, mom. Love, Love you. you, mom. Bye. Okay, so, like, I got a question. Um, okay. Is there a hierarchy with this? You kind of have described the... That, that God is above all of them, but is there a higher hierarchy inside of that? Like among you know, the structure? Like among the there, types. is there a structure there? Is there a lowest? Is there like a mid, a higher, a highest? You know. So let's start with the there, lowest let's, part. Let's what is the lowest Start part? at the bottom and work your way up, please. Well, see, I, I, the way I understood the prince, the, the, this, this setup was that it wasn't necessarily a hierarchy, but more of the, the, like like we were saying earlier, they were stewards of things. Yeah. And so these different people, you've heard the terms um, cherubim or seraphim mm -hmm. yep. or uh, what's another one? Well, Nephilim or unclean spirits. Yeah. Nephilim, unclean spirits, Shadim. The, uh, we, we were throwing these around, but, um, you know, each one of these particular divine beings, they had a, uh, they, they had a place. They had specific a place role, within the kingdom, yes. a specific role. And this was the way I understood it. Now, if there is a hierarchy, you might have to explain that part to me. But um, you had things like, uh, let's touch on the cherubim. Okay. Okay. Um, and this is where I kind of get a little hazy trying to fully understand. So the, the cherubim were described as what exactly? Four-faced creatures. Four-faced creatures. They have multiple species in those faces. Yep. The bodies are usually what? <laughs> made out of another beastly kind of figure. Yeah, I don't fully understand that part. I know they have six wings. Uh, the four faces, one's a bear, one's an eagle, one's a leopard, I want to say. Maybe right. it's a lion. And then one's a human face. Right. And so these are creatures that are doing what in the kingdom when they're described? If you like, like, what are they doing 
they're they're around the throne. They're yeah, around the throne. Yeah. Like the cherubim are around the throne. They're floating over the throne. The cherubim are saying, yeah. "Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty." Who yeah. was? Where, where is that at exactly? Huh? In the Bible? Yeah. Let's other see. like like. It's in the Word of God. In what else do you God. need, bro? It's in the Bible. Just go read it. <laughs> just go read it. There's a whole. I, I, book I can't remember. You can read, okay, yeah. but that's in both the first and second testament. It is. So. I mean, they're describing the same thing. The Ezekiel, same, sorry, Ezekiel, Isaiah, Ezekiel. and then in the New Isaiah. Testament, Revelation. In, okay. in John's Revelation, or the Revelation of Jesus Christ. Um, it's not Revelations? It's not Revelations? Oh, I thought it was. No, no, it's the Revelation of I was Jesus in, I was born in the South. John so. the Revelator. <laughs> you ever heard that song, John the no, Revelator? I I'll not. have to play it for when we get okay. off the podcast. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but, um, so like there's that. Okay. Yep. Now, so there's a class. I, I guess it's better class. to call it rather than a hierarchy a class. Okay. There's wow. classes of angels. Right. There's classes of divine beings. Rather is the better way to say it. It's a, yeah. Because okay. angels are a specific type of divine, divine being. being. They are angels. Me in Greek is angelos, and it means just messenger. Messenger. In the Hebrew, it's melech, and that it's the same thing. It's 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 um, a messenger. A messenger. Or malach. That's what it is. is really yeah. supposed to be. Yeah. And so they're messengers. And then you have, so like you said, cherubim, seraphim, same type of idea. They both do a very similar thing. They stay around the throne singing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Right. And then you have um, sons of God. That's another class of angel. And it's connected to this idea of the divine council where there is a group of, of angelic okay. beings or divine beings that work with Yahweh Elohim. I'm going to throw in some Hebrew, sorry guys, but Yahweh God to make decisions on the earth. Not that he needs those people to make, those angelic or divine beings to make decisions, just like in the same way he didn't need humans. Right. He desired the com companionship. He wanted community. And wanted community. so with yeah. the div other divine beings, it's not that he needs them to make decisions, but he chooses to work with people. Sorry, with humans he did, mm -hmm. but he chooses to work with the divine as well in order to make decisions. Okay. For instance, the story of Ahab and the lying spirits. If you see that, you get you get to this place where it talks about Ahab and the the one true prophet, and Ahab all had all of his prophets, and you get this scene where Yahweh is standing amongst uh, a group of divine beings, and divine he says, beings. you know, I need this to happen. It's time to judge Ahab. I need this to happen. Um, what what do you guys propose? And then mm -hmm. one one being says this, another says this, and finally another says, you know, I will go and be a lying spirit in the mouth of all of his prophets. Right. And Yahweh says, okay, go do it. Okay. And so he lets him, and then they are the lying spirit in all the mouth of his prophets. And the, the, I forgot what exactly what prophet says this to Ahab, but he says, this is what uh, Yahweh Mike, God Mike, has Micah, said. Mike, uh, Micaiah, I'm not know. sure. Micaiah sounds about right. Micaiah or something. But he... Um, he he explains what he sees in the in the spiritual, that he sees this scene unfold, and he sees that a lying spirit was sent down into the prophet, the mouth of all of the prophets. So they have. Well, well, let's take that. I mean, yeah. you're talking about you're describing a scene, or the prophets are describing a scene here, um, of a room, a space, God, a council of divine beings, and those kinds of things, and they're sending. It, God is allowing the the spirit. Allowing to be a lying spirit in the mouths of his prophets. Now, th th another scene that's uh, similar to that. 
Go ahead. Well, no, I mean, I was I was simply thinking uh, the Exodus Passover event. Passover, okay, go with, on. With uh, the spirit of uh, death that comes down in the firstborn, the spirit yeah. of death on the firstborn, because okay. it's in, it's described in the Bible as Yahweh, like God doing it, doing it. But it was a spirit of death and destruction, yeah. right? Which is not God. Which yeah. So he's allowing this. He's allowing to it. He the, sent it down because nation. it was what needed to happen. Right. That was where my brain went with that. Yeah. So my mind went to Job. Okay. 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 Job, okay. You've got you've got Hasatan. You've got the enemy coming in. The adversary asking, you know, like consider my servant Job. And there's another council scene here. Yes. Where they are considering Job, this man on earth, and so. It, it it paints the same picture as mm -hmm. as the the lying prophets yeah. uh, scene. Yeah, so there is a council. There is divine beings. There are divine beings that are still close to God that He talks to, that He counsels with. He is among the gods. You know what I mean? So yeah. it well, all kind of fits in. You got your stories here to kind of yeah. see the worldview and see where it does say that there's this hidden, unseen. Kind we, of thing. We've got our two to three witnesses. There you go. Here. Boom. There you go. Two to three witnesses. <laughs> well, All right. Well, if I can, there's one more really cool yeah, one. It's oh, yeah. Genesis 1, 26 and 27. Okay. It says, let us make man in our image and according to our likeness. Mm -hmm. And then he says, so, and then 27 says, so Yahweh formed man in his image and from the dust of the earth, male and female, he created them. You know, that, yeah, that, yeah. that verse. It, it sets the same idea where it says Yahweh is almost in this, like like in the throne room in a council, yeah, uh, almost like a pantheon, but not to be pagan about it. I'm just that's <laughs> kind of kind of the scene you get. That's kind of the scene you get. Yeah, um, where it's this creator God standing in the midst of a group of uh, divine beings, and he says, "Let us make man in our image." We're like, what do you guys think? And they're like, "Yeah, let's do it." And he's like, "Okay, I'll do it then because I'm the creator." But they're in his image as well, so they all share the same image, right? Yeah. Mm. And so, let us make man in our image. Okay, let's do it. I'll go create them. And then, and that's what Yeshua pre-incarnate, what we would say is like the angel of Yahweh, yeah. created man from the dust of the earth. Right, the angel of the Lord. <clears throat> the angel another of the Lord. Another divine being. Yeah, another divine, a very unique divine being. Because right. he is connected to being Yahweh throughout the Old Testament. You'll right. see it. Go just uh, do a just do a I, I, I encourage all of you go do a study on the times the ain't the word the phrase angel of Yahweh is used and almost every single time, if not every time, it is interchangeable with Yahweh. Well, Burning Bush. Burning right, Bush. Yeah. Yeah. Burning it's Bush huge, is probably one of the best examples of that kind of thing because it says the angel of Yahweh, the angel of the Lord. And then yeah. it's immediately the language in their change yahweh spoke you know that kind of yes. thing so one and the same one and the same so where else do we see that this divine being something that shares the presence with yahweh mm -hmm. other than jesus christ our lord and savior amen yeah boom and so, so Here's where it gets. Here's the way it gets. Sorry, we had a bunch of salmon right before oh, this episode. Man, it, was it was so good. It was so good. It's very good. And I don't like fish. So props to tangent here, Mr. Yeah, Bear's wife. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Shout out um, to Mama Bear. She Mama she Bear can, was she can cook. She can cook, that, man. It's good stuff. I do find it funny that 
we're bears, or you know, we have that personification, and those are two really nice, <laughs> nice fillets of salmon. Mm. So good. Yes, very, very good. Mm. Smoked well, a little bit of hickory. Uh, okay, sorry, I'm drooling. <laughs> uh, it wipe it I know. I don't think my wife listens to this at the, the this show, so you know, whatever. It's fine. It's okay. I'll just give her all of her accolades later. I'll give her a big kiss on your forehead. Anyway, this is where it actually gets kind of hairy. Okay, is these we know from scripture that some of these divine beings rebelled and you look at this this rebellion and they're not creators we we touched on a minute ago they're not creators but they get people to create things for them yes to do things for them they are influential powers that have rebelled against god and have gone the way of the adversary with the adversary and they, they, they're integrated so much. This unseen thing is integrated so much into all of society across the globe, across mm-hmm. the world. And even here in America, it is. It's a strong, it's ruled by a very strong principality called uh, Libertas. Yeah. This is something that at least we, what at least what we believe. What we what believe we kinda, uh, yeah. that Libertas is a god of freedom. And but it's not the god of the Bible. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not, not it's not true freedom. not true freedom it's more of yeah, like right. licentiousness yeah which is kind of where we're at in america today right this idea of licentious you could do whatever you want do whatever however you want, you want. Talk just be free man we're all free bro it's all free free love bro free yeah. love dude get a job you hippie <laughs> take a bath take a bath you long-haired hippie well i can't say long-haired hippies i'm sorry ouch no offense <laughs> no he doesn't have hair on man. the sides of his head so well, that's fair yeah. enough that's just the modern style <laughs> <laughs> modern iteration of the hippie movement so, is Ian's hair. Is it? It's Little John's hair. Oh, great. Let's little John's this. hair. Let's find a small example, kind of blow Little John's mind on one thing. You guys are already doing that. This is a great... This great is pretty good. It's pretty good, right? Great It blew our minds. So, We've been... Uh, yeah. AJ and I have actually been on and off studying Michael Heiser's works and this unseen realm, this supernatural realm for what a year and a half now about yeah, yeah just about a year and a half started with one of our previous mentors we've we've gone in and uh we've enjoyed it he's got podcast the naked bible podcast right yeah naked bible really podcast. good stuff with them um but these principalities that have rebelled against god have jumped out of the <laughs> of their rightful place their mm-hmm. rightful stewardship of the things that god told them to do they are disobedient they are rebellious um What's one of those examples, like something that you could really grasp on that people might not actually see yeah. as okay. a principality that is ruling over them in their lives? Hmm. What about like what about like the central principality of uh, conquest? Okay. Okay. Like one of the one of the principalities talked about, and and we'll have a link always, but uh, in one of the Bible Project videos that these. Uh, some of these stronger principalities that are easily seen are uh, greed, military power, and mm. lust. Oh, yeah. that's good stuff. Yeah. Okay, so these are these are the principalities. These are their names, so so, so to speak: greed, military power, and lust. And you can mm. look rampantly or throughout all of society, and especially in America, because we are so licentious and with our freedom, that those three particular things run rampant no matter what. Oh yeah, it's it's greed it's money and we're not we're not communist or socialist or anything like that but there are some people that have more money than they know what to do with yeah yeah and they are do nothing with it and do nothing with it Mm 
Um, there are people out there who are the lust. Lust is one of the hardest things to get through. Everything's in booty shorts and yoga pants and yeah, uh, yep. just you know six pack abs all over the all over billboards, all over and billboards and stuff like that. The guy's onto... laying out on his kayak or yep. something like sex sells people, and exactly. that is a principality that we are trying to fight against as a yep. Christian. Yeah. Yep, exactly. So, what's another? Let, let's put a fine point on it. Let's go ahead and then, uh, and step on some toes. I mean, like, the biggest one that I can think of right now that I've been, you know, obviously it's very popular in the news right now, but abortions. Abortions. Okay. It's, a, it's another, like kind of like what I was talking about earlier, where... They, when they first started, when these other entities first started gaining worship for themselves, they asked the nations to sacrifice their children to them. So you got the burning, you got that idea of the burning bull statue with the burning red hands and they put the babies on it. Uh, you got the idea of Moloch. Moloch's a big one. Yeah. Where mm -hmm. Moloch, had, I mean, you guys, you guys, <clears throat> the cow god. You yeah. Know, you, you guys can see. He's also depicted as an owl sometimes. An owl sometimes. But, uh, yeah, you get that idea where back in that culture, they, they had this idea that mm -hmm. if they, if these pagans would, uh, sacrifice their firstborn to these gods, then they would have a prosperous year or life as Harvest a or, you know, whatever <clears throat> promises that these things yep. could promise, just like Yahweh promises yep. us. Yeah. And then you see... That iteration in modern day society with abortions in the mainstream, where what is the idea? What is the reason for a woman to get abortions a lot of times? Like, what do they say? Well, because it, I mean, it boils down. I mean, not to put they, they, they use more flowery language, but because of the inconvenience. Yeah, because yeah. the so that you can so you can get your career off the ground, so that yeah. you can have a more prosperous life exactly. moving forward. So you because can, you're too you young, you so you can, can do, do whatever I you want to do. do exactly. Yeah. I do not want to sacrifice my life for this child. Yeah. For this child, therefore, I will sacrifice this child for mm -hmm. my life. Exactly. exactly. It is, and 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 to quote, uh, I don't know who exactly said it originally, or if it is a quote directly, but. Um, uh, you guys familiar with uh, Steven Crowder, Louder with Crowder? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mug uh, uh -huh. club. When it is, <laughs> whenever uh, the abortion issue rises on his Twitter or anything like that, he his quote is that abortion is nothing but sacrifice at the altar of self. Yep. And so there, there, there's your principality again. Your your self entitlement, your self love, your your convenience, your comfort, yep. you, you, you. That is another principality. All <clears throat> wrapping into self-worship. Yeah, self-worship. As long as you are not worshiping Yahweh. That's all that yep. these rebellious spirits want you to do. I mean, yep. to put a fine point on it. But yeah. anyway. Well, and I, I think another aspect of it, too, is um, the worship of other gods. And so this whole idea that, you know, step on toes of, you know, other religions a little bit, but Islam, it's a very, it's a very common one, but it's a very Muhammad, big one. Muhammad was said to be a, the Michael, the archangel appeared to him and, you know, told him all this stuff that this is what he needs to do. And, you know, a whole religion formed out of it. And mm -hmm. you have... You know, have whole nations that in, a, in an area specific con concentration that started in a specific area right next door to 
our brothers in Israel, um, that they started a whole new worship of a, of this God named Allah. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I know we completely disagree with the idea that we serve the same God. We mm-hmm. do not. Right. Do not serve Yahweh. No. The God described in the Bible and the God described in the Quran are two completely different beings. Very different. Yeah. So there's, that's another idea of principality that maybe it does affect America because the growing population of Islam in America is, is it, it's, it's the fastest growing religion in the world right now. Very interesting thing on Islam. Uh-huh. When Muhammad had his prophetic dream in the cave, when he met with the archangel, he came running out with his revelation, you know, screaming and stuff. And his favorite wife even told him, you've met with a demon. You've mm-hmm. met with Shadim. You have wow. met with a, a, a principality. I did not know that. It's, she said that and he rebuked her because it's Islam. And then, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I mean. He rebuked her in an Islamic way. Let's yeah. just say that. <laughs> That's fair. And then at that point, you see a whole religion come out. Now, our God was, was accused of kind of the similar thing you know the pharisees came up to him and said that you cast out demons by the help that by the, the by the help of beelzebub yeah and but christ points out and says the house divided cannot you know and so he says how do i cast out demons by the power of demons yeah a house divided cannot so what i what is cannot it house stand. divided cannot can't stand all right yeah. abraham lincoln house divided against itself cannot stand oh he abraham lincoln that. was a christian he quoted that he was a christian he also helped end slavery in America. Yeah, so. weird. Christians trying to get people equal rights and yeah. all kinds of things, human. man. Weird. And so, <sighs> I mean, yeah, just like that's a, a good overview of, of the principalities that we start to see. I mean, there's definitely more that we could get into, yeah. you know, with other religions, not just Islam, but Hinduism and um, Taoism and all these other all the Jainism, ones. all the different ones that come from that area in the East. Yeah, I understand. Uh, you, you see a lot of the now, now. I mean, does this mean you said the word pantheon? So it triggered it triggered the question. Yeah, like Zeus and Jupiter and Mercury are All these principalities too? Are these Shadim? Are these fallen? Oh yes, yeah. I, I truly believe uh-huh. so. I Mars. And, I think that specifically when you get into the Roman and Greek pantheons, um, you connect them to the Norse mythology and their pantheons. You see very, very similar attributes for the head god of all of them, mm-hmm. um, which are not the same as Yahweh. But it makes you really ponder the idea that is this the Satan? Is this the one, hmm. the, 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 deceiver. The, the deceiver? Yeah, yeah. is this him? And maybe, yeah, maybe he's leading all of these different well, nations and their pantheons, quote yeah. unquote, because he's right. the leader of all of those those fallen entities. Yeah, so like, like you said had earlier. The, like the Roman and Greeks, they're yeah. basically the same gods, different names. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. So you have Mars, yeah. the god of war. And you have Ares, the god of war. Yeah. Two different. And, pantheons, and, and yep. they are depicted with fire and red and same chariots and style horses. And everything. So fire, red, chariot, swords, horses, war. It sounds like the uh, horsemen in the apocalypse. You yeah. know. Yeah. So it's it's obviously something that it that I mean okay fine you made up your own gods and they just they attribute fire and red and colors and stuff like that to them and so it's just all a coincidence that everybody views war the same way 
You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I think it's a coincidence. I think sure. it's a total coincidence that <laughs> totally. everybody depicts war. 100%. Even if it's your principality or even if it's your god or something like that from your pantheon, it's red, it's fiery, and it carries a sword, and there's horses involved. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. divine. There's something <clears throat> There's something common out. There's some commonality there's there. There's definitely yeah, commonality. For sure. So we have the old pantheons, the Greek... Uh, you know, the Greek pantheons, and they would worship these things mm-hmm. and they would make images to these things and things like that. We go and we see these things like in Roman culture and they have busts and statues and, you know, memorials mm-hmm. that say yeah. in this temple, you know? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> sounds familiar. So, sounds familiar. Abraham Lincoln again. Good man, uh, but those who followed him... Yeah, you know, maybe didn't those have the same after. pure intentions. Those who followed yeah. him, or those who those who came pers- after, came after him. That's what I meant. Him. Ooh, that too. Him. I'm just saying. I mean, a man can be made a an idol. We see that with uh, Nimrod. Yeah. Nimrod is True. made into a god, like a god king. Um, Nimrod's a whole different conversation. Whole, yeah, that too. could be a whole other podcast. <laughs> thing, but yeah, so we've got. Um, uh, we've got Abraham Lincoln in his temple. We have uh, the the apotheos of George Washington. Yeah. You know, these are where people are raising not Almost just a pantheon, yeah, of like a, a pantheon, new pantheon, new yeah. of gods, exactly. Yep. And even though that these people that we've talked about, we've already explained why we believe that they were fine. They were Christian. They were good people. People have misconstrued, have corrupted, well, and have changed it. Tying back into if you can debase a. a foundation debase their morals you right can make them think whatever they whatever you want them to yep, think exactly it's that same standard almost interested in those concepts please go back two episodes yep, from here exactly yep. uh so, what yeah. about good now go this ahead. was this was where i was going to kind of go with it was um the the leeching in and the corruption what is the real goal of these fallen ones you know, of these, of these rebellious wayward sons. Mm. I mean, honestly, I think it's just to receive worship for themselves. For mm. themselves. Yeah. <clears throat> now, is it to worship themselves or is it to make sure that they, that the, no one is worshiping God? Mm. And maybe it's a little Could bit of both. A bit of both. For sure. I mean. Or at least worships God in the way that he, he describes. Yeah. Because you look at some things, I mean, the Deuteronomy 13, do not worship uh, other gods do not go after anybody told any prophet who tells you to go after other gods stone them to death. Stone them to death. Yeah. Right. Which is this is this is one of the primary reasons. And just to touch on this, we can definitely do a whole podcast over Deuteronomy 13. Absolutely. Yeah. But that's that's one of the cruxes of why our Jewish brethren do not believe in Messiah. Exactly. Because yep. so many modern Christians have said that Messiah himself mixes and plays with these. Uh, principalities mixes and plays with the mm. forms of worship yeah. that these other gods design like Isis and uh, like uh, Ishtar Ishtar and, and, and Ishtar and Odin's tree exactly. or Pharaoh's wreath or the Yule log yep. you know that kind of thing so sun, sun worship as well as a big sun one. worship mm-hmm. you know Ishtar liked to have her eggs dipped in the blood of children and it would dye them completely red yep that was a fertility <clears throat> sign Yep. Nowadays we just use pastels. Yeah. So just, just give it a look, see there. people. I mean, <laughs> don't take anything that we're saying 
at face value. At yeah, face value. Just dive just into it. Go Let's dive into it. I think got about questions it. Yeah. about where your practices came from today. They came from principalities that are not yep. of God. Yeah, exactly. And so, just I'm just pointing. No, out, yeah, yeah, that's one hundred percent true. Um, I think that um, I think the core of what we should be doing as Christians is is looking to um, restore our worship and have a pure worship, a pure and, worship of, yeah. of Yahweh of the Bible, and how He desires us to worship Him. Because anything other than that is very well, it very well could be these principalities and powers trying to get us to worship in a different way and therefore potentially worshiping them now you do look at certain things okay people are proclaiming the name of jesus christ people are proclaiming the name of yahweh they mm -hmm. are they yeah, are finding their refuge and using them use and believing yes. wholeheartedly and some people most people who uh might not fully understand things like this they are they do believe in god now we we're, we're obvious. I mean, we're at five episodes in. You guys have heard us talk about Passover and all that kind of stuff. We are a Torah observant group. We we do believe in law abiding law abiding Christians. law abiding yeah. Christians and recovering Babylonians. <clears throat> mm -hmm. yep. We believe that we were taught by these principles and they were influenced into all of our society. And we've talked about it before how Babylon has infiltrated all yep. of society, the globe in of itself, and these are the principalities. These are the powers that yeah. we fight against as recovering Babylonians. We don't yeah. want to be that anymore. Coming back to you said something about a pure worship. Now, what is what do you think that looks like, honestly? Well, I I think it's worshiping God in the way that He desires us to worship Him. That the father of a house gets to set the rules of how the house runs, mm -hmm. and. <clears throat> We as children don't get to change and and view things in a a new context just because it's modern, just because it's been yeah corrupted even maybe yeah. because there's been plenty of time yeah mm -hmm. um yeah it's a good point it's I mean point. doing that in that way the way I've always equated to it was uh, wearing the jersey for the team you're playing for yeah for you sure you know if you're gonna go out and you're gonna say I play for this team right i proclaim this name then you've got to look like it you've got to act like it yeah mm -hmm. and most people would say yeah acting like it being nice being good kind gentle the fruits of the spirit and most people have those yes but what do you look like whose banner are you really flying whose jersey are you wearing exactly yeah. what name's on the front of that shirt what name is on the front of that shirt who said right. where did god tell you he wanted you to color eggs exactly mm. Did God really say? Did God really say? Oh boy! <laughs> well, and if I can kind of go off a little bit, um, Mystery Babylon. Mm. Just touch on this okay. a little bit. Um, I don't know. This may just be my interpretation. Yeah, this may just be my interpretation. I don't know if I've heard anyone specifically say it this way, but yeah, the Mystery, comma Babylon, the Great. Um, when it talks about in Revelation, it talks about Mystery Babylon. It says this one, this this woman, this harlot riding on the beast. Her she has a name written on her forehead, and it's mystery is the name. Babylon the Great. And well, if you if you understand biblical timelines and history, 
at the time that John the Revelator wrote the revelation of Jesus Christ, Babylon was not in power anymore. Babylon had been torn down hundreds of years before. It was Medo-Persia, then it was Greece, then it was Rome, and, and he's in Rome. So it's like, well, I think the mystery was how at this revelation of Jesus Christ, when he comes back, how is Babylon still in power? How have they risen back up? And I would say they never left. I would I say would that if you, if you go back yeah. to that idea of Babylon, that gold, that image, that Daniel, that, that dream that Daniel's mm-hmm. interpreting for Nebuchadnezzar, you see this golden image. It's a golden head with, a, I don't know the exact <laughs> order, but silver chest, arms. You got a uh, bronze. Bronze, bu- a bronze torso and you got iron legs. Mm-hmm feet mingled iron with clay right you get this idea where you got babylon i may get these two mixed up babylon medo persia then you have greece then you have rome and then rome later on gets separated by the the barbarian tribes the 10 barbarian tribes there's 10 toes it's a very interesting way to think about it Hmm. but Hmm. it's this idea that it's a full statue still it's not that the toes do all the work Right. At this point, it's not like we're at the bottom of it and all of a sudden nothing else is at play. I would argue that the entire statue is still at play, but who's the head? Yeah. Babylon. Babylon. Because even when Babylon was destroyed by Medo-Persia, then by Greece, and then by Rome, and then the barbarian tribes separated Rome, they each time they still kept the traditions from before. They yeah. kept the practices, they kept, they integrated them with their own and they continue to merge and mingle Mm -hmm. them well then you get down to the toes and you see the prevalation yeah the dispersion of this statue go throughout the world where we have western civilization nowadays you have this idea that western civilization has completely taken over the world and it's not mm-hmm. just American culture. It's not just European or, you know. Yeah, there, there's. Yeah. It's all. There's a very big flip. If you really look at uh, mm. cultures that are broken up across the globe, like, sorry, <laughs> no offense. But um, if you look at it across the map, that the. <laughs> I just got what you said. Uh, took a second too. Okay, sorry. Like, oh, there it is. <laughs> there's the reference. I get it. I get it. I get it. Uh, there's an Eastern culture. Yes. There's yeah. a Middle Eastern culture. Yeah. There's a Near Eastern culture. And then there's basically a Western culture from there. And if you look at it from how you would normally see the map in any type of Western school where the United States is on the left, you just kind of follow your way through there. You can see the lines yeah. and you can understand kind of in those areas what those types of cultures, like a Middle Eastern culture is something that's going to be wrapped up probably primarily in Islam. Yeah. Uh, a more Nowadays Eastern or Asian. Yeah. Right. A more Eastern culture. What do we think of Asian dragons, Buddhism, China, yeah. China Japan. Yeah. Uh, you have the Western culture, which is us, the Europeans and anything that we've colonized in the past yeah. century uh, and influenced. And we're also probably one of the more, we are the bigger, uh, What's the what's the word we used to call ourselves? Superpower. Superpower. Superpower yeah. in the world. So Still we good. already have, as far as our culture is considered, mm-hmm. a massive, widespread influence. Yeah. I, I think ours is more than any other yeah. out there. I, think I mean, we do have there's a McDonald's massive. in every country. Yeah. yeah. 
And it, I, mean? I mean, if you and even if you look at like you were talking about all the different types of cultures, there's the Eastern, there's the Middle Eastern. Uh, all of the, if you look at those as well, South Africa as well. Yeah. Um, you look at all of them, and what do they have in common? Western values. Now, China obviously is a communism. It's a whatever it is, but it is still, you know, got um, capitalism, Western mindset when it comes to growing your country. All of the biggest countries have this Western mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so that that's a that's a big thing to to show. Like it's prevailed throughout all of throughout the world. Yeah, mm-hmm. and to show that that the Western mindset, it's not like it's wholly a bad mindset yeah the western mindset however is very much integrated with a lot of these principalities yes. that we do fight against yeah like you yes. said earlier like greed and lust and everything like and that military it's, it's power and military I mean, we were power. like one of the biggest yeah. superpowers because of our military for the yes. longest time so because we could conquer it we could if we so cho- chose with military power mm-hmm. could have chose to oppress multiple countries yes. multiple exactly. people we could have colonized and be- and created an empire yeah like rome like yeah. greece like persia like babylon yeah so no I, I and but i will say from america's standpoint we have chosen not to we have we, we have, have chosen, chosen not that to. is one of our big and i think our saving grace like we've talked about in episode yeah. three was a lot of our founding christian principles that we had actually put into it that were done by people who were christian who prayed i'm exactly. sure and you know if you're a christian you believe in prayer <clears throat> So th- these people prayed for this nation. I know they did. It's written down, first-hand accounts. Yes, many. And yep. so those prayers are heard by yeah. someone who is at least righteous. They may be ignorant. <coughs> yeah. They may be ignorant, but they are righteous as far as can be told. Yeah. And so I would say that with that foundation, we can see that Western civilization and this what, what we'd probably call as Mystery Babylon, Mystery, Babylon the Great, has prevailed throughout the world. And how do we, as Christians, live in this world? Not just in America, but all over. If you're listening to us in Australia, love you guys. I don't think that's going to happen, but maybe it will. You know, <laughs> all the way over there. Someday. Someday we could get someone in Australia. Please, someone tell your cousin to go move to Australia and listen to our podcast from there. That would be cool. We could infect uh, like some type of virus. <laughs> we could become yes, a pandemic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so we see this mystery mm. being spread throughout the whole world and how now as recovering Babylonians, how do we live in this world, be in the world, but not of the world. Like Paul tells us, mm. Like Christ tells us through Paul, I guess, is the best way to say it. Yeah, right. That the Bible says through Paul. <laughs> right, the exactly. The word of God come through Paul. And so, you know, how do we live in this world and how do we conduct ourselves? And that's where we're going with this podcast. That's where our trajectory is moving us toward is touching on different aspects of this world, not just in America, but throughout. And how we as Christians should live in that world with that mindset and how do we recover from Babylon? How do we recover from Babylon. Babylon? Anyway, if you guys have any other questions or anything like that with the podcast, please drop us with a uh, comment below or whatever social media or upload that you've actually watched this yeah. from. Just yeah. it, we get it, we get it all back to yeah. it. Um, please we, like and subscribe. Please like and subscribe. Uh, that's a big yeah. one. Like and subscribe. Um, if you're on Apple Podcasts, 
Please five stars. Give us a five, five star review. You liked it? Give me a yes. five stars. That's because, all. Because I, I mean, you could just put whatever you want in that in that in that um, review in the review. Whatever you want, it doesn't matter. You can badmouth us, but give us a five star review, please. It would be very helpful. And if you're following us on Twitter or any of us on Twitter, please go ahead. We want to get the hashtag AJ is bald trending. Yeah, <laughs> get it going. Bald. I could do that. Yes. <laughs> Thank you guys. We we really appreciate you guys tuning in listening to us uh i think you guys did an excellent job i definitely would have to agree with all of us we're sorry it's, it's it's one of our favorite subjects yeah, i know it's, it's, it's been I, very i can tell you guys are real passionate about this so i'm i'm excited to dive into it for myself and learn about it as as well so uh yeah thank you guys for for sharing no and, problem uh, talking it was a pleasure it was yeah our pleasure so thank you guys Ladies and gents, this is Little John's wife to thank you for joining us today on this episode. We hope you enjoyed it, and if you did, please consider liking and subscribing to our show wherever you listen to your podcast. You can also find us on all our social medias and even the host's personal accounts in the description below. Also, if you truly liked it, we have a PayPal, Patreon, Venmo, and Cash App. This is an exciting venture for us, and we look forward to growing with the community and with support from you.